Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Grip and Grin, coming at you remotely. Yeah, first, first recording locally. Um, I'm down in Mass, and you're back at your homestead. Yes, sir. So a little bit different, but we're still bringing the action to you. Hopefully the quality is good. As always, make sure to check out the Instagram page, and don't be afraid to interact with us and share with your friends, and like and subscribe as always. Absolutely. So we have a lot to discuss. Uh, we we left off talking about uh, you know sleeping at Dinker Pond, and um, we're picking up at our Northern Square Tail trip, and um, yeah, day two of the trip. It was the busiest day, and probably one of the best days I've had in the out outdoors and ever. It was just a ball, as a memorable, whole. memorable. Um, yeah, it I was think- a dream. So did we leave off of we were freezing our asses off, and you had a a water bottle a water bottle pillow. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I did not bring a pillow, and I was like, I'll just shoot a water bottle. Like it'll be good. It'll be good. And you know, just to kind of prop underneath my neck, and that lasted all of like ten minutes. <laughs> you were out early that night, but what was funny is it was like I don't know. Early, early morning, like two or three, and our interesting neighbor was just snoring his ass off. So I mean, we fucking woke up, loud. We woke up with the birds practically. Like we were up at first light. I think what we said was like, "If you get up, wake me up." And you're like, "Yeah, same for you." It's like we're gonna get up when we get up. And yeah, because we didn't set alarms. I I didn't even. My entire screen time for that weekend was five minutes. Yeah. So no no alarms, but we were just like, as soon as you get up, I mean, it was freaking cold, 25 me, degrees. So like, I was so cold. I probably got out of the tent around four, maybe a little earlier. And I was just so cold. I couldn't feel my feet. And I was like, I can't sleep anymore. I got to get up. So I'm just like getting up to move around, but it's frigid out. Yeah. I mean, we were wearing every layer that we pretty much brought with us. Our sleeping bags are rated for, what was it, 40 degrees? Yeah, around 40, like springtime temperatures. This is like winter temp. <laughs> so, I mean, there was that going on. We And as soon as I woke up, I was like, get the coffee stuff. Get the coffee stuff. Yep, and we, coffee. <laughs> we had some excellent coffee within the tent, per usual, the dirt, the cup of dirt. Coffee within, coffee in bed, essentially. <laughs> um, that thing you know. was nice and warm, too, which helped. Yeah, that dude, that butane, um, the butane stove, holy smokes. I mean, it heated up that tent pretty damn quick. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. So that was enjoyable alongside the the warm cup of coffee. But that's that's pretty much how we started our day and I we didn't it, even really have any food. I think we just like got our shit into the canoe because we pulled it down the night before and then we were basically heading to where we saw those rises the night before. I mean, we told ourselves, like, let's go get breakfast, essentially. We <laughs> have stuff for breakfast, but we were like, let's get the protein for our breakfast. Um, so Dinker Pond, as uh, previously stated, was FFO, fly fish only. Yeah, we um, made sure to always check the laws, and we knew it was a two-fish limit with uh, certain size restrictions on it. So it's just important that you always check that before you head out. So we knew that going into it, and we were out there with the sunrise. It was calm. A slight Glass. breeze, slight Glass. breeze, and it was freezing. Yes. 
Yep. I remember I was like, fucking A, like let's get in the sun and just like kind of sit in the sun, absorb the rays a little bit. I remember loading up the canoe and we were getting our, our fly rods ready and getting all the gear ready for for uh, shipping out onto the pond and our neighbor chopping wood hard. That man could have made a couple cords of wood in the matter of minutes. Easily. Easily. Dude, just... <laughs> I, even when we were out in the pond, you could hear him like the echo of it just bouncing off the mountainside. Because <laughs> we had it was a small pond, so it's not like it was we were that far away from him. But the sound carried like we were right next to him. It was like what ten to fifteen acre pond. Yeah, around Probably. there, I'm pretty sure. But what we did was, like I said, we went out to where the rises were. They were kind of we kind of just headed towards the middle for a bit. And with the cold temperatures, it wasn't really hitting because you know those bugs weren't hatching in the morning because it was so damn cold. Yep. So yeah, so we didn't. We didn't it was see pretty many slow bugs. for like an hour. We like went to the middle. We drifted to the back end of the pond, and then I was like, I know where there's like a drop off for uh, where they could be. But we were fishing that back shoreline by the mountain, and I think you caught one over there. We I. I can't remember if it was... I thought you caught a dinker over there, too, but it was, like, one of those, like, four to six-inch... Um, tiny. Trout. Tiny, but, tiny. I mean, it was right offshore, too. We were casting pretty much on the on the shoreline there, on the far side, but once again, it, it dropped off significantly, um, going from, like, you know, two feet to, I don't know, 12 feet in a matter of seconds. And the water was, was crazy. super clear. You could see the boulders on the bottom. There was, like, good cover. But structure, yeah. That's we, what we. That was a strategy that we had to look for was structure. After like that little slow beginning, we started working towards that ledge that I spotted on the depth charts, and um, that's when it started to heat up a little bit. Action got good. I mean, uh, I was rocking a black mayfly. Um, I don't remember the size of the hook. It w- it was like a medium sized hook. Was it the black mayfly? I thought you were using something. It was one of your pre, not your new. Uh, bought ones i didn't think it was like that nice black mayfly that you had if it was i was i know for a fact that i was rocking the mayfly it may have been just in different colors i think it started off maybe with a neutral like a brown i thought it was brown because yeah i was also rocking in adams and um we we just get to this like one like tree that's overhanging like some logs in the water and then uh, not exaggerating we just started slaying right i cut that good one right at the beginning that we kept i mean like every cast every cast we were landing uh an eight to ten inch brookie like bam bam just one after the other it was crazy so i i kept my two right off the bat i caught like a nice size it was the biggest of that pond that we caught and then another smaller one but then it was like we were helping each other net them at first and i was like (laughs) We do, we got to do our own shit because we're catching so many damn trout <laughs> to the point where both of our flies unraveled. Oh yeah, they fell apart. I mean the the uh where you wrap around the hook there, that was coming undone and just the fly was becoming not a mayfly but just like a clump of feathers and like still landing that on top of the water. If anything hit the water, they were just clobbering it. Just bam uh, and such a fun time to just pull some brookies in, catch and release, man. Because uh, we obviously both hit our limit that day, or excuse me, that morning. 
And, you know, it was great to just be in the moment and just catch fish and just release them back. All native fish, like we discussed earlier. And it was a little bit shadier. There was a little bit more shade over on that side. So one of the things I wanted to comment on two different things first. I was reading about it and... I'm, I could be a little wrong because it was only one source that I read this on, but the, like the hatches sometimes happen near the shoreline because they, the, they're, um, the first of all, the current moves them to the shoreline and that's where the bugs are laying their eggs because that's where they're coming from the tree line. So they can just drop down, lay the eggs and boom, and then they hatch to the larva right there and then they can try to fly up. So that was one of the things I read about online. And second of all, I was in the back of the canoe and you were in the front but one of yep. the things that we packed, and I don't think we mentioned it yet because this is our first time on the canoe that we're talking about it, was the seats. Mm. Those yep. were lifesavers, especially when you're yeah. out there for like a good amount of time. Like, I couldn't do it just because of how the canoe was set up. I had a square stern, the aluminum, so I couldn't really buckle my seat down. But for you, you were able to like sit comfortably so we could stay out there a good amount of time. Yeah, it was, I mean, it definitely saved your back for sure. It gave you those opportunities to take a break. And, you know, when you're after fighting like five fish, you're like, man, you almost need like a break after fighting those fish and playing them and whatnot. Um, but another thing I want to note is we really, I mean, we, we said that we got into some brookies, but we really got into brookies when we hit that like evergreen part of the shore. Yep. I don't know if that was possibly where those those bugs were nesting or where they were like seeking shelter, like but... hanging onto the trees when it was freezing cold out, and then they were yeah. dropping down. That's what that's what I was reading about, but I wasn't entirely sure sure of it because, like, in the night before, they were like everywhere, and then it was like concentrated towards that ledge where they were the trout were hiding in. They were almost like small cedar trees on the yep. shoreline. Yep. Just like, I don't know, there's maybe 40 yards of like cedar, small cedars on the shoreline. And it seemed like right there, I mean, we hung there for what, hour and a half? Just every cast was just a brookie. brookie oh, boom, it was boom. so fun. It's like literally like you would catch one, I would like adjust the canoe, then I would cast and I would catch one, then adjust the canoe and then catch another one. It was just every cast, every other cast. And then it's like... Literally, they were coming up right to the boat, too. Like, we would, like, slow yes. retrieve. If we even got that far, they would get it right next to the boat. And the sun is rising just right, too, where you're almost, like, spot fishing, meaning, like, you cast it out, and you can see them, like, come up slowly towards your, your fly, and you're like, oh, here comes one. So it's, it's not even a guessing game. You're just like, when's it going to hit? And we had multiple opportunities um, of landing two fish at the same time. You know, I was hooked up. You were hooked up. It happened. We, we happened at least a, at least a couple times. Yeah, for sure. And for sure. I think uh, fifty fish. I don't know. Like easy, easy. Like, between I mean, the two of us, I definitely feel like we both caught like twenty five, thirty. Easy. Yeah. No doubt. And we only fished that one. Like, I don't know. It's one sure. It's fifty yards of it. Not even. Like, we were in this one pocket of like thirty yards. For that I would like, say hour, <laughs> where we paddled out across to the shoreline that we fished, we were probably fishing within a football field. Oh, easily, easily. Like that was about the size that we were fishing, and we didn't even touch the other like, you know, other eighth or the other um, seven eighths of the the pond. Really, I mean, it was 
We were it having just... we were having so much fucking fun. I was just like, <laughs> and our neighbor was still chopping wood, and we're out there hooting and hollering like, "Yeah, baby!" Like, oh, just freaking awesome. So this is when we were like, "All right, let's get warm and let's have breakfast." So we ended up going back to shore. Um, yep. I clean the trout. We kind of pick up camp, and um, you start the fire, and we end up having. What did we have? I think it was beef stew and trout for breakfast. Yeah, I think I'm not sure if we both had the same thing that morning, but we yeah, had, we did. Um, we definitely split it. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was like a beef stew mix. Uh, so we, we just cooked up the trout. trout with. Um, what did we put on it for seasoning? Because what I I just cleaned it. We put it in tin foil and put some. It wasn't lemon pepper, was it? We went. I it, don't was think le- it was lemon pepper. It was. We okay. did we did an old bay. I think we mixed it up that morning because it was our first like really cooking of trout. We had an old bay and we had some uh, like lemon pepper seasoning. Yep, yep. So we cooked those on the fire. That was to die for. Very good trout. So good. There's nothing like eating it at you know water side of where you caught it. It's just oh, it's just so amazing. You can't forget though the fucking raisins. Goddamn raisins. <laughs> Had a fuck I mean, ton of raisins, too. <laughs> the trail mix at this point was, like, half done for. And, you know, I was like, we ate the trout. We ate our beef. Like, we were pretty full, but I knew what was coming ahead. And I just kept, like, gorging myself with food. And the goddamn raisins. The so many. Raisins. <laughs> but, so, what well, we were on the same page without even talking about it. Because I don't know who brought it up, but we're like... It's calm right now, and we don't know if the wind's going to pick up because I knew that that day, day two, was going to be the the fish hard, calm, calmer yep. day. Yep. So, um, I think we, we both to, realized it at the same time. We, we were like both, looked at each other. I was like, it's calm right now. You're like, let's go. And I was so like, yep. We're, we're heading to pack. the big body. We wanted to head to the big body of water before the fucking white caps showed up. Goddamn white caps. So, we packed up camp very quickly and then got in the car and back to that spot to put in relatively at this quickly. point as we're packing up though our neighbor finally woke up didn't he ask us like did you guys catch any didn't he ask us yes if we he caught did anything? he fucking's like any luck this morning <laughs> i think i responded you didn't say i think i was the one to respond like a little bit or something yeah <laughs> some bullshit response like fucking wake up buddy you're missing oh all the fucking gosh. trout he packed up camp like pretty damn quick too. Because he, he was left, out of there, and then people, another car rolled in or two. Yeah. Yep. And they did. I don't know if they were hiking or fishing because we didn't really see them. They kept going, driving into where that the hand bow launch was, but we were right, pr- right. out of there pretty quickly, getting to that other spot. Yep. But uh, so we packed up. I mean, we headed back towards um, the larger body of water at the the I would say large boat launch uh, day one where we assess the situation and we get down the water once again and lo and behold there are white caps and a headwind now they're not- it's still a fucking headwind <laughs> yep had a headwind as well but it, I would say the white caps weren't as big as the first day definitely half you know? the size but still white caps right right so we kind of are like all right we're, let's fucking like let's go so. It's all or nothing at this point because we were like, it's now or never. Like, we know from the morning fish that our canoe, the buoyancy of our canoe was good. 
we didn't have all our gear in there, let's be honest, but we knew we're like, oh yeah, we got like we're comfortable now. We're we know how each other paddle, we know uh the buoyancy of our canoe. So uh we just figured if we take it slow, if we hug the shoreline, we'll be okay. And I remember you went and parked the car and I was talking to the guys that were down by the that boat launch and they yep. were saying they didn't have much luck, but they didn't really go anywhere far. But he had an, uh, a nice Arctic char that he kept. It was a decent-sized nice. one. And he caught a nice brookie, too, didn't he? Yeah, he had a ni- another brookie. So, Did they catch it that morning? or uh, I don't know. They didn't say when they caught it, but I would assume it Smart was that fisherman. morning. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so you come back down, and then we load up the canoe. I think, just a quick note, like, we already have good chemistry, but like even in the canoe, it's just like seamless. Like we are like, like when you wanted to switch size paddling, I knew when you wanted to switch, and then it was like in we always sync. were like always on a line too. We never like swaying back and forth. I was, and we were fucking cooking for being in a canoe with a couple hundred pounds of gear. <laughs> I mean, how far was that first paddle across that larger body water? Was that like a mile? I would say it's a mile headwind the yep. entire time we took one break halfway yep. down but headwind the entire time and it's just beautiful scenery too because you have these big rock bluffs and rock slides and i think that was the easy like the not the easy but like the uh the distraction if you will from the the headwind and you know the the white caps it was just kind of like you're in awe the whole time you're surrounded by rocks and you feel like tiny tiny in this little well in this huge world you feel like an ant essentially yeah definitely so we end up getting to the other end um we see some hikers because we weren't exactly sure shit ton of hikers like a a party of like 10 or 15 of like younger kids almost right weren't they kids yeah i mean they were i'm gonna say this respectfully uh they didn't look like they were nature goers so much yeah they were swatting at bugs left and right i'm like where's first of all where's your bug net second of all swatting ain't gonna do shit (laughs) so we get over there we park our canoe and then we like hike how far was it like 300 yards yeah 300 yards so just to scope out like where we're gonna have to take the canoe because you were at first like, oh, we camp here and here. But I was like, I want to get to the farthest campsite on the next large pond, which equally yeah, I, in size. I mean, it was kind of like a insurance piece. Like, we knew, like, okay, these are what these campsites look like. And then as we get further down the 300 yards there, there's a lean-to on the left just before the other pond that we were going to put in that. And I was like, oh, there's this lean-to. Like, we know it's there. We know the location of it. We know it's legitimate. Like, the lean-to is a pretty damn good shelter. Um, great campsite. So we knew for a fact, like, worst-case scenario, if we don't find the other campsite that you want to get to, we have this one just yep. in case. Yep. And I also helped that we have that those maps printed out because I could just look at them like, all right, there's three campsites on this second body of water, so if anything goes wrong, we can always change our course of action and whatnot, but... So, yeah, the maps in the dry container were key. Yep. Were key. So what we did first was we took our gear across, which was, I mean, it's no easy task because it was like th- 300 yards trips. and <laughs> heavy equipment. So get the equipment over there, and then we go back for the canoe, and then you're like, let's just put it on our shoulder. I'm like, all right. 
Sure. <laughs> Don't you usually put this shit over your head, but all right. So <laughs> you got to do it the French way, man. It was definitely the French way, and <laughs> it was not very comfortable. That was like probably the I most the discomfort ease. of the. Because that's a square stern, and I'm in the back, so it's like I have an extra like two feet to like cradle around my shoulder, and then you got the nice point on it, so it's like, oh yeah, yay. <laughs> I'm over here like head completely sideways. Everybody, I mean, there was tons of like wheel dollies that you could have, you know, that people use, but they're all locked up. I mean, there might have been like eight to ten, uh, like canoe dollies, if if you will, like to you know wheel your canoe or kayak across the way but i was like oh, let's just carry it but well we couldn't they even, all they're up. all fucking locked up so it's like oh yeah why can't like yeah who's gonna steal it <laughs> are you fucking for real like somebody's think, out there with like clippers trying to that's <laughs> like come like, on bro like it's, it's not like we're half of them were back. falling up half of them were falling apart there was it's at like, least 15 of them Oh, yeah. And, and it's it, more or less creating trash in the woods at that point. Like, some of them are so old, it's like, okay, get that shit out of here. Like, uh, it's just fr- a little frustrating, but like, we we tough it out. We get the canoe over there, load our shit up, and I'm like, all right, let's go towards the even nicer looking rock slide slash bluff cliffs that you can see on our Instagram. I posted a couple times. Yes, those, I mean, I mean, that right there, once you get into that pond, which, once again, we had another headwind, because the wind was blowing in the same direction, obviously, um, but that, that rock slide was just like, I remember we were like, let's just, let's just head to that rock slide, let's just go, um, but as we were heading over there, I remember I was just taking my rod and just like doing the reverse cast over my head, throwing it behind me. Like straight up, this this guy just opened the reel and just (laughs) hucks it backwards. (laughs) Like fuck it, let's troll and see what happens. Because I mean, with the headwind, we were we were hitting uh, trolling speed like perfectly. I was like, you know what, frig it, and just throw it out there. I was tempted. Um, I was tempted to fuck with you, but I was like, I I'm not. I'm not the one that, f- that really fucks with you. You're more so the one that fucks with me. <laughs> My cousin does that, man. If you're, like, falling asleep or not paying attention, he grabs your line and just gives a good tug. And I, honestly, I was, I didn't think you would do that. So I was like, I'm nah. not. I'm not really, I don't really play those jokes. Because like, <laughs> I did have a hit. No, that's I what I was hit. saying. I remember I was like, dude, 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 dude. Because, like, you know when you're, like, excited, you can't really, like, yeah, say yeah, yeah. what you want to say like you're getting a hit i'm just like dude 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 and you're like what and i'm like you're getting a hit and your pole i like, turn around i was like are you fucking with me you're like no i swear i swear i'm not <laughs> so you i think you hook into it again but you end up losing it closer to the it, over towards the rock slide i i hooked into something um i'm pretty sure it was a brookie uh nice size brookie though um 10 to 14 inches somewhere in there and get it right up to the boat and uh, I think you had the net, or I had the net. I don't one think of us it was that. I don't think that was the one where I misnetted it. Okay. Because I think I actually happened at Dinker Pond, to be honest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's back when yep. we were netting them, and I think I just accidentally clipped them, and I was like, "Fuck, might be." Yeah, but we caught fifty more that day. <laughs> um, more. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but that went off the rock slide. That was a nice. That was a nice trout. And at that point, I like look, turned back and I look at you. And I'm like gonna be a good day yep. i mean what at this point what time was it it was like uh, 10 
Yeah. 10 o'clock and we're still like getting good hits. What we were doing is like we knew there was like a point where this other lean-to was. That was the farthest, most remote campsite. Point that you can't see. Yeah, because like the the trees just like mesh into like one shoreline when you're looking at it. So I'm like, I think it's It's like an illusion. But we ended up like as we got closer, I saw I'm like, all right, let's get to it. So we ended up getting right to it and Yabba dabba do, baby. <laughs> Yabba dabba do. Yabba dabba do. Um, if if you've some people might hear that and be like, yep, I know exactly what they're talking about. Very I, I doubt it, but um yeah. Yabba dabba do. It's literally the campsite, yabba dabba do. So we roll up. Beautiful spot. Just gorgeous. Remote. And I remember no, nah, it was later on in the day. I remember that uh we unload the canoe, um, get everything. Uh, there was a table there, a new picnic table that uh, wasn't quite uh, broken down or set up yet. It was brand new, but excuse me. Um, checked out the lean-to. Uh, had plenty of firewood. Uh, that was readily available, but one thing that we did notice right off the bat, moose tracks. Yeah, and Ryan shit ton of them. <laughs> Ryan campsite is like, damn, if there's like that shoreline too where I could see him in the water, which was pretty sick. Yeah, because the shoreline was like, we were in this little cove and it was maybe, what, two feet deep? Yeah, it was like a very gradual um, like depth right there. So like you could walk out ways and we ended up doing after we set up camp, but like you could see everything. Just everything yeah. was clear as day. Great rock structure and... We ended up unpacking the canoe, setting up the camp, getting everything going, and um, I finally, finally take my first shit <laughs> of the entire trip. I forgot about that. But the bugs that we did note, the bugs were freaking awful at this oh, at this campsite. Yeah. Which we say awful, but as a as a fisherman, you're like, this is good. Yeah, this is really good. And we ha- we were lucky. Like the entire trip, for the most part was not that buggy so it was like the one time we were dealing with bugs so i was like totally fine with it once we set up camp and we were like getting ready to fish it didn't really matter at that point well we didn't have bugs because we were constantly in the wind dude oh i know that's what i'm saying it was (laughs) sub freezing temperatures (laughs) but i mean it was one of those campsites that we just kept saying to ourselves like dude just just look at this like look at this and like you said, there there is uh, the pictures on our Instagram of our actual campsite and just the view that we have. And, you know, I kept telling my pinching myself going, this is what we're going to wake up to. Like, this is just incredible. I, I posted on June 18th the photo of, like, the me setting up on the the picnic table with the view of the rock bluff. And I was, it's just gorgeous. Make sure to go check it out. Oh, yeah. Yep, and there was another post that you did on, uh, let's see, June 13th um, of the the point that we were on. Um, But yeah, June 18th, that's the campsite. That's just freaking awesome. And I remember with this, after we unpacked and got ready and whatnot, we're like, okay, here we are. And I was like, I'm going to grab my rod and just go fish. Now at this new pond, regulations, what were they? Um, so it was ALO and fly fishing only to fish limit with certain, A- certain ALO, so artificial lures only. Um, yep. 
fly fishing and uh, two fish limit. There was certain size restrictions, if I remember right. The I think it was just min of six, and then one can exceed twelve. Yeah, something like that. Yes. So, oh. Well, what we did was you grabbed your spinner and I grabbed my fly rod, and it, it was a little windy. It was a little choppy, not like bad. I remember, at all. I, I remember, I got out there before you because you were setting up your fly rod, and I was like, and pooping. I was like, <laughs> I was like do you uh, you hungry? And you're like, what? I was like, you hungry? Like first cast, and it was like noon at this point, high noon, high pressure. Like there's always this like mentality that people like, especially like ice fishermen, they're like. You know, high pressure, you're not going to catch anything, blah, blah, blah. But, like, dude, it was sunny out. It was beautiful out. In broad daylight, we were just slaying fish. I did two casts and caught two brook trout. Like, it, it was just, it was wonderful. Because, <laughs> like, I get down there. I get my fly rod. I work towards the left. You know, I'm catching fish. You're catching fish. And we're just broad daylight, noon, high pressure. And we're both catching fish. Just yeah, like, yeah. It wasn't like every cast, but it was like every fifth cast at least. Oh yeah. I remember you were wading off to the right, and I was just like kind of shadow, like following in your shadow. And uh, at one point, you're like, "Dude, fish, eleven o'clock." And I was like, "I, got I it. pointed, I pointed, and then you just <laughs> fucking laser beam your spinner, and then you fucking catch that. <laughs> Boom! Just oh." Just so cool. So cool that we were like sight you know, fishing. S- sight fishing middle of the day brook trout. It was like it was literally and you had that view like heaven on earth, man. It is heaven. It was it was just absolutely breathtaking. I mean it's just crazy. And well, you, you worked your way you worked your way back around the point on the other side to the left, right? Yeah, so I first started to the left, worked that point, catching fish, worked to the right, kept Kept catching fish. I didn't end up keeping any. I was just throwing yeah. them all back. And then you ended up keeping two. Yep. I and went to throw a second one back, but um, with a lure, the trouble hook, it was just too much for the too much stress on the fish. So I was like, you know what? Well, here's here's uh here's lunch. So um, that's the that's the advantage of fly fishing having yeah, that single definitely hook. Definitely you know? an advantage, but. I remember it wasn't I going to waste. It wasn't going to waste because I, m- I remember you were oh, kind of ups- no. you were upset a little bit, which is like any angler out there doesn't want to like kill a fish they didn't mean to. But luckily, right. it was of size. It was within the bag limit of the pond, so it didn't go to waste at all. So it's just always like, you know, it's a li- it's a little like that one down moment of the entire trip was like fuck. Like I didn't mean to, but like it's right. not gonna go to waste. Which because you, you gotta have the respect for Mother Nature, you know. But I mean, my my thing was after I after I had that fish and I kept that fish, I was like, I made the smart decision of like, okay, I should probably switch to a fly rod, just because if I get into another one with a trouble hook, eh, if something goes wrong, I don't want to be in the in the wrong. So. I made that wise decision to kind of put the spinner away at that point. So, but so we kept fishing, um, cleaned out the. F- we ended up stopping around. We had like a late lunch, early dinner situation because we knew from the night before like how it gets calm. We I was like, we got to go on the canoe, and you're like, we don't have to go on the canoe. We can fish for sure. And I was like, no, we got to go on the canoe. Like this is the yeah. night to do it. So, we go back. To, we walked back to camp. We ended up cleaning out the fish, and then we had. A very nice warm meal, dude. 
amazing meal. So brought out the butane stove again, which that butane stove, I mean, we're raving about it. We're raving about this fucking butane. This sponsor us already. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking awesome. It it gets hot instantaneously. It doesn't go through like shit for pro uh, for butane. Like it's quick. It's hot. It's efficient. It's uh, compact. It's just the perfect piece of equipment for cooking. And we had a we actually got a fire going and we cooked our trout over that. But uh, simultaneously, we had the uh, butane stove going, cooking up the ramen, baby. Damn straight. Um, had some soy ramen, which I was like, hmm, soy, soy sauce. I was like, all right, make a little maybe like trout soup out of this maybe. So cooked up the trout in the fire and then uh, deboned it and took off the chunks of meat and threw it right into um, the ramen there, which most people would be like, you're ruining it. But it was like perfect. It was a great I mean, discombination of the two because you get like, Something like a hot soup, basically. Like, that was nice. Because, yep. like, even though it was warmer, like, I get cold, and it was just nice to warm the bones a little bit on top of having some delicious trout, just yeah. as always. Because I had some trout by itself, and I'm like, all right, I appreciated it. Now you're going into the damn fucking ramen. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was that was, that was pretty damn cool, um, you know, catching those fish and then uh, eating them right there once again, right at water's edge. It's just amazing i feel like i just had a thought i feel like we should have a shirt we should design a shirt that says fucking raisins or fucking like raisins, raisins would be great <laughs> just raisins with just one big raisin that would be great we definitely need to get some merch out that would be cool you know if you something uh, to work on something and we'll definitely on. keep your eye out for that because we definitely have some goals of ours so on the horizon Got some ideas yeah, got some ideas. Maybe some inside jokes with some T-shirts. You know, most yeah, I people think that would be like, good. Just like something that only like if you listen, you would know kind of thing. Right. I think it would be like, what the fuck is that? And like, grip and grin, baby. Yeah, grip and grin with raisins on the back. I don't know. Something yeah. different. Yeah. So I, we end up just chilling for like a little bit. You know, we have it. We're waiting for the sun to go down a little bit. The the pond is getting calmer and calmer by the minute at this point. That gave us time to set up our tent and make sure everything was uh, set up so that we were, when we came back from the canoe trip, that we had um, bed uh, basically set up. And we literally just away. get back because we knew we were getting back at like dark. So we were like yep. planning ahead. So when we come back in, we can just change and crash basically. Yep, exactly. Uh, making sure all our food and all our scraps and stuff like that were taken care of. Uh, don't want to attract any unnecessary wildlife. We knew we may have a moose walk through our campsite that night, but we've seen bears, and we were just like, make sure we take care of our scraps. Yeah, it's always a good idea, like, when you're out on these type of trips to, like, gut your fish away from campsite. You know, like, I I got the entrails of the fish out way out in the deeper water. Um, we burned, like, the bones and burned all of the trash that we could so that there was no real smells for them to come in and investigate if that happened. And hopefully in the future, it's something we have to keep in mind still for our future endeavors. But always being safe is a good idea. So we ended up getting the canoe ready again and then heading out. Um, Basically, (laughs) we just went out like 40 yards and a little bit left. Basically hung out in front of camp is what we did. But... (laughs) 
I, I tried a different strategy. So once again, I try to remember the fly I used. I think I went back towards my uh, the so mayfly. You, you changed to the black mayfly, the one that I'm thinking of, like a bigger black mayfly. Yep. And it was yep. that was just fucking. That was hitting. I was using my fly rod, and just like Dinker Pond, slaying. We slaying. Like at every one cast, point. I mean, yes. I mean, there, you could tell the difference between like, you know, a dinker to like a decent sized brookie. Like the rises, you could just hear it. It was like echoing across the pond. It was like, damn, that's a good rise over there. We had one. There was a, a brookie in front of camp. I remember we fished it hard and we kept ha- catching like the, the ten inchers, you know. But there was like one brookie that was a monster in front of camp. I don't think we ever hooked up on it. Um, no, I don't think we did. But every fish that I caught, it was great. I'd cast on my fly rod, hook up, you know, reel it in, catch and release, put it back, and then, hmm, frigate, I'm going to switch to my spinner, cast out, you know, bring it in, and boom, switch back to my fly rod. It was just back and forth, back and forth. And which I'm just in the back, like, casting five feet, and then I p- pull up a dinker, <laughs> cast five feet. And, like, the boat, like, because we're catching so many fish, we're kind of, like, spinning just ever slightly because of the fish we're fighting constantly. And we're just pulling up fish, throwing them back. It was... This is what I mean, like... You almost got fatigued after a while. You're like, man, like... Whew, like my my wrist was like I was getting like carpal tunnel in my fingers. I'm like, man, my hands are falling asleep. I was like, you know, reeling and catching so much that at one point the two of us just kind of like literally sat in the middle of the pond, just like quiet and just watching the rises. So this is what <laughs> you were when you were starting to do like the alternate thing. Like I was like, I've already conned like a fuck ton, and we've been catching them all day. So I just put my fly rod down. This was like a good, I don't know, you fished for another good 15 minutes, 20 minutes. The sun was setting, and I was just like, in my head, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I've never seen, I've heard the term boiling trout, and we've seen like a bunch of rises. Right. But when I mean boiling trout. I I did take video of it. Um, I'll have to send it to you so you can post it on your Instagram. But, I mean, it's kind of hard to see the rises, but... Just it gives you the idea of the environment, the atmosphere that we are in. Literally, thousands of rises, thousands. I remember. And you know they're all brookies. Oh, you know they're, they're all, all they're de- they're all brookies, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, "You don't experience this. You have the backdrop of that mountain. You have the picturesque pond. You are no one's near us. Like no one was camping near us." And the closest yeah. campsite is a half a mile away. Because it was funny. I meant to I meant to say this earlier. At 2 o'clock, all the other canoes and boats that were on the pond were heading back towards the shore where they, like, came in because they were heading out. Like, they were leaving. And we're like, nope, we're sticking it out. Like, we're out here to camp, and we're out here to fish. We are not within a person within at least a mile. I would say two miles. Like, no one within yeah, two I'd miles. Yeah, I'd say two miles. Two miles or so. We have this big pond to ourselves, and I'm just sitting in the back of this canoe, and you're catching fish, and I'm like, I just pack up my fly rod, and I'm like, I'm just going to take mental photos and videos of this right now <laughs> because 
I was being a little selfish. I didn't take any on my phone. I was just trying to absorb the the moment, and then you end up stopping. Dude, I was Not, so goddamn confused. And then I was I'm like, like, I'm like, oh, so you were like ready to go, and you're like, no. I'm like, what? You're like, I'm taking in the moment. I'm like, okay. I was like, dude, take it in. You're like, and then you like you sat there for like a minute or two, and you're like, holy shit, like this is fucking crazy. And we ended oh. up sitting there for like, the sun is setting, it's getting dark. 15, 20 minutes. It was I fucking mean, just... beautiful. I was just like, oh my goodness, this is great. But then you're like, all right, I have to pee. <laughs> I'm like, all right, we can head in. And then like, I just sat there still just like. You're not doing anything. Pee. You just you said, I have to pee pretty fucking bad. And we're just sitting there. I'm like, I grabbing a paddle like. So I, I mean, kept we sitting far there. Far from camp, I was like, "Oh, this guy will just like he'll paddle me in, like, you know." <laughs> well, because well, that we, bad, you had you said you had to pee. I sat there for at least another five minutes, and you're like, "Dude, I really have to pee." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, I'm ready to go. I'm just waiting for you right now." <laughs> Ended I'm like, up, this man's really taking it in. Yeah, you're oh. thinking I'm taking it in. I'm in the back, like, what the fuck is he doing up there? Like, if he has to pee, <laughs> wouldn't he paddle right now? Ended up and then I, I got to the point where I was like, oh, I'm just going to take it in more, too. I'm just going to, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, this rises all around. And you're back there like, so are we going? Are we, like, <laughs> taking it in? Like, what are we? It was just, there's no, there was no time frame. There was no agenda. It was just like, you're in the moment, and here we are. Like, there's no time limit. It's just, yeah, it's just crazy. So I slowly make our way back to camp, and... You ended up peeing and yeah, <laughs> a long piss. <laughs> we get oh, ready God. for camp, but in all, we easily caught over a hundred trout. Easily, easily. I would say each of us caught anywhere between fifty to a hundred trout. Each of us did. Yep, I would say in the that course too. of the entire in the course of the entire day. I mean, we were literally catching trout all day long. And um, nonstop action. There wasn't a part a time when we were fishing there was any lull. Um, yeah, I went through another couple of flies. Did see some mayflies on top of the water. So, um, uh, you know, there was obviously rises, um, but uh, a lot of black flies uh, that were hitting the water. So that's easy meals for them. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll have to send that video over to you so you can post yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. I, I still have some more to go up, so keep your eye out for that. But, uh, you know, days like that, you like, you can't, like, that. the entire trip for me was that day. Like, Correct. everything that happened in that day was just, like, everything I hoped and dreamed that this trip would have been. And I remember telling you, like, that maybe there's a chance we don't catch fish. Obviously, there's always a chance when you plan something big and you've never been there. But, like, this is what was we were hoping for and enjoyed every moment of that day. And we, we fished from sunrise to sunset. Yeah. We, we canoed two miles, portaged, camped. Great I meals. Mean, it, it was almost short-lived. So let me ask you this, and I know your answer just because I know you, and you're going to agree, agree with me on this statement. If we go back, I want more than one night there. Oh, yeah, that easily. 
I mean, but I I know you want more. You want to hit more pawns. We. I mean, that's that's a given, right? That but like I feel like I feel like we've talked about before. It's like I always want to like try new spots, but like and there's like only a few Dude, places on earth. The, we skimmed the surface of that pond. Literally, we were in this one point. That's it for eight hours. <laughs> like we got there, we started fishing at noon. Fish four hours, eight. Fish another four hours. Like it. Those are the spots. Like you don't tell a soul. <laughs> yabba dabba do. Yabba dabba do, baby. But and if I were to go back, I mean, I'd obviously want to do more, a longer duration, so a longer time. We did this in the an extended weekend, essentially, and you know that was that was our our gold, our like honey hole that we knew we wanted to hit. It was the most remote location in this entire area. And we knew that, I mean, we knew it had to produce, which it did. Yeah. Um, I mean, I spent like, like I've said it before, like before I showed up, I knew every pond, I knew which spots were going to be most likely killer. And this was like the spot I was like, we need to go here. Like this has to happen. (laughs) Yeah. it, It was, it was gold essentially. I mean, in the video that I took, you can see further down the pond and it just keeps going and all you see is rises in the distance and you're like man if we just had another day or another evening to like explore down this like this shoreline here i oh mm. because there were char in that pond as well we didn't end up catching any of the char but yep dude like 10 12 so inches like dinker pond was like a little smaller, obviously, Dinker Pond, but yep, yep. this is like add two inches and catching more fish. Just fun. Just having a ball fishing. It and was, I don't know. Well, I'm over here just speechless and fucking recording in the closet right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, it was definitely a hell of a day. I mean, we did that all in one day. That was day two. Um, and so, like looking back on it, I didn't even use my spinner at all that day. I never after the first day I never used my spinner and I was catching like as many trout on the fly and then oh, we yeah. were eating trout, like this ev- everything we did that day was just perfect and we knew the weather was best for fishing that day and we took advantage of it that day. It, yep. Because we did have was it rain or cloud cover or like wind? Something coming in. So later that on the so weekend. the next day was going to be pretty damn windy, and then that night was going to turn to rain. Yeah. So we knew like the heart of our fishing was going to be on day two of the trip, and we fucking made the most of it. I mean, we we didn't have to grind that hard, but even though we were catching fish, we were grinding. I mean, we were okay, strategically. We, we just had going a hard. rod rod in hand for seven hours. I didn't, yeah, oh, yeah. When you put it like that, yes. That's so, pretty crazy. It, it was it was a ball. Um, but I, on the, the next episode, we're going to recap the final day and morning of the trip, which is going to be a little switch, a switch of pace, kind of change of pace, because... Yeah, it's a goddamn change of pace. Holy we, didn't, we did not fish much <laughs> on the next day, just because uh, of the weather. Yeah. I'm not sure if we did or not, but we very very minimal fishing the next day, but still a lot a lot going on. A for lot sure. a lot to talk about too on that. 
Um, I do want to say this as we kind of wrap up this episode. Um, you know, we that was day two for us. Um, but now let's talk the now. Okay. Keep in mind of what season is coming. Whitetails. Yes, okay. sir. We've so been talking the, about it on the phone most of our conversations. Right. I mean, today is, is June 28th. You know, we most people are like, it's too early to talk about whitetails. No, it's coming. It'll Not be here all. before It'll be here before you know it. It so always would, is. Like, trout fishing ends around Father's Day for me. And it ended yeah. earlier this year, for, given the circumstances. And same for you. Like, that was your... Our, our last big trip, my last big trip, your last big trip, like maybe, like, yeah, I'll definitely go trout fishing a couple more times and try to get after some brookies, but, like, we got to think about, you know, getting permissions, uh, checking the laws, getting the bow set up, getting the gun sighted in, even though it's early, whatever, get the cameras out there, get, get yourself in the woods, um, talking a lot of fishing the past I mean, these next, the past couple and the next few episodes, we're going to keep talking fishing, but we're going to start sprinkling in more deer hunting, especially after the next episode. Yeah, once July hits, you really want to be getting your game cameras out. Obviously, the patterns are not going to be the same come November, but you really want to see what you have available for you out there. Um, you can get some general patterns of deer right now, but... Take inventory um, if, of the bucks. Yeah, the target, the hit list, as I would say. Um you know, see what's out there for you. Um, but also take inventory of all your equipment for the whitetail season, meaning go through everything that you need for whitetail season. And buy it buy now. It, buy it now and don't wait till the last minute. For example, you have to do your bowstring. Yeah, no, I just need, I want to get my whole bow, like, tuned up and new strings, new uh, peeps or whatever. And uh, I think I need a... Uh, I need new arrows, broadheads. Just uh, my bow just needs some TLC, but because come come season, like we all know, like you go to buy stuff online, you're like, shit, I can't get it. It's not showing it. up like, till fucking December. That doesn't really help for uh, the right, Super Bowl right. of November. Exactly. So you you want to take care of business now uh, and prepare. Uh, that's just one of my things. Is always be you know three maybe four months out uh, from the season you know, taking inventory, getting what you need for the season. So I just want to drop that in there for you guys just as a friendly reminder for the upcoming seasons. Yep, and, you know, I'm you know, I'm going to talk about some other big adventures I went on in future episodes. Um, we're going to recap what we did over the summer, basically, practically, because, you know, summer is a lot of golf for, I know, myself and for you partly. You know, there's other things to attend to. So, yep. well, um, but as always, folks... Get in the woods. And get on the water.